This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Great. It's a blessing and a privilege for me to share the word this evening. And um, yeah, it's great to be here. I just uh, thought of something where this. So it's really a blessing to be a dad, something I really enjoy a lot. And um, obviously there's difficult moments in between. Um, this week, David, I had a tummy bug like the beginning of the week, and then I managed to pass it on to David, which wasn't so great. He had it a bit longer than me. And he wasn't very pleased with this idea that he has to eat just toast or just simple stuff. You know? So I had to really explain it to him, but uh, he did catch it in the end, and in fact, when he went to visit, his, when they went to visit my mom, he explained to her, I forgot to, to tell her, and he explained to her, no, you can only, can only eat, like, <laughs> dried toast or something, and she was very impressed that he, he decided that. In any case, uh, earlier in the week, um, I, uh, I was busy combing um, Emily's hair after we washed the hair. She's our three-year-old, Emily, and... Um, Beautiful long hair, almost up to here. And um, now, it's, I don't know, I must get some tips from you ladies, because there was this big knot. I kid you not. It, <laughs> sorry. Uh, it was this massive thing here at the back, and it just, I've never seen one like that before. You know? It just seemed to just go underneath and everywhere, and I, really struggling to get it out, and uh, she was in tears, because obviously I'm not so skilled at this, and her mom, you know, and I was just trying to be gentle, but it wasn't working, and she was crying, and then every time I'd just say, don't worry, if you, if I, when I'm done, your hair's going to look very pretty, and then she'd kind of press through, you know, <laughs> the pain of looking really beautiful. In any case, uh, um, it's, it's one of those challenges of uh, a parent. The other one that it's, I find really challenging is, is putting um, sunscreen on a toddler. Have you tried that? I know it sounds like a very simple thing to do, but a toddler that is wanting to be somewhere else and wanting to already be in the pool and doesn't want to stand still, it's, it's really impossible. And, and you have to do it properly, otherwise they end up having these blotches, you know, and they look like they have some disease, and that's not nice either. In any case, so afterwards, Emily was very pleased with her hair, you know, she'd walk around like this, and she'll say, look how beautiful I am, and look how beautiful my hair is, and she'll, she'll flick it like that. <laughs> She's amazing. Uh, and apparently, when we, when we asked her, who's the prettiest, we, we asked her questions about her school, you know, so the, I asked her, so who's the naughtiest in the class, and she'll think about it, and she'll say a, a name. And we asked her, who's the prettiest in the class? And she said, Emily. <laughs> so at least she's got a healthy self-image. Uh, and I, I'm really pleased that at least she knows her dad believes she's the most beautiful, along with her sister, obviously. You know? I, have two, I have two most beautiful little girls. Any case, what a blessing. Any case, nothing to do with the, min- the word today. Let's just pray as we go into the word. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Lord, what a privilege it is to draw near to you as a church family. 
what a privilege it is and what a joy to spend time together in your presence with our dad, with our father. I thank you that it's your desire for us to to be close to you this evening, Lord. And it's our desire, Lord, to, to know you. It's our desire to be known by you, Lord. And it's our desire to, to be transformed, Lord, in more and more into the image of your Son. So this evening, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would be our teacher and lead us into truth, Lord. We ask that you would direct us and we ask that your name be glorified in us and through us this evening, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, it's sort of still relatively the beginning of the year. I, I, I'm, I chatted to a guy this week, and he, uh, it's the first time I saw him this week, uh, this year, and he said, Happy New Year. I don't know, that's a bit far already, eh? That's middle of Feb. I was like, no, nah, I don't know. Eh? <laughs> In any case... But, uh, you know, some of you here have maybe started a new season in your life, maybe on campus for the first time, starting your university career, or maybe you're in a new job, or um, you've maybe moved towns. And uh, I don't know, from time to time, we, we all wrestle through some of these existential questions, some of these big questions of life. Why am I here? You know, what, is, what is God's purpose for me what is his will for my life? I remember when I was in the Air Force and I was, my plan was to be a test pilot and I was studying engineering and I had all these big plans and ideas. I was wrestling with this question. I was wrestling with this, God, but I've got all these plans and I've got this career path planned out, but what is your will and what is your desire and what is your purpose for my life? And I, I have a bunch of things I want to say around this and um, but I want to I say there's, there's a few pitfalls in this pursuit of God's purpose and this pursuit of His calling in our lives. You know, we start with this idea of, wow, God has a specific will, a specific plan for my life. And then it kind of grows. And if we don't, if we don't do it in a godly way, we... We, we can end up in a place where it's, it's more about the my calling and my anointing and my God's plan for my, it's more, <laughs> it, it starts to lean more towards the me, myself, and I instead of the what is your heart, God, okay? And, it's, and there's this danger of it becoming a, an actual more of a, you know, we get enamored with this idea of this amazing calling or plan or anointing and and there's there's a real pitfall there that we we step into this trap of of uh, worshiping this idea of God's will for my life and God's calling on my life instead of the God that's calling or the the God whose purpose it is and whose plan it is we get so enamored with this idea that we worship the idea rather than than God himself and then so I want to look at a couple of these pitfalls and try, trusting God, to Holy Spirit, to, to, to really challenge us in some of these things. And, um, but I want to say to you, if you're in that point, if you're in that place of wrestling with God, don't, don't stop doing that. I'm going to chat to you a bit during this course of this evening. But uh, let's start, actually, let's start with 1 Samuel, <clears throat> chapter 3. Now the... Samuel was um, a young boy when his 
what happens is his mom couldn't fall pregnant, and she, she really prayed to God, and she trusted, and, and she promised, she made a promise to God that if he were to bless her with a son or a child, she would dedicate this child to, to the Lord and to the work of the Lord. <clears throat> so when he was very young, she actually brought him to the temple. She saw, only saw him very, maybe once or twice in a year. And he was then living at the temple and serving God there. Now, let's read from verse 1. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was, Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could, could not see, excuse me, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, answered, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord revealed, yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again to the the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as other times, <clears throat> Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. A well-known account of the young boy hearing the voice of the Lord for the first time. And I want us to look at a bunch of things around this. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I just need to drink water quickly. Great. Um, David also calls me in the night. It's also for water, it's for water normally. Um, uh, any case, he's very persistent. So I, I can ignore him, but he'll just carry on. Any, <laughs> anyways, I, I give him a bit of grace because his bed is quite high up, so I want him to fall off there in the middle of the night trying to find his own water. Any case, we'll have to deal with that. I think I must put a camel back or something there, like a little pipe, you know. So you can just, that's a great plan. I'm going to install one this evening. Okay. Um, so, what we, one of the pitfalls is that we are so pursuing this will of God, we're so pursuing this big calling idea that we're no longer pursuing God, we are pursuing the calling. We're no longer pursuing the person, we are pursuing the plan and, and our idea of His will. And we end up treating the Lord like a, a resource. We end up treating Him like Something like a Siri or a, you know, what is a Google version of that? I mean, there's a, is an Amazon version? Is that Alexa? What is that? I don't know which is which. But some of these, a resource instead of a savior. You start treating the Lord like um, somebody that 
that we want to be involved because we need the blessing of God in our lives. We want His will. We want to do His will, so we, we are spiritual, right? But then we end up, we want to, like, always saying, Lord, just tell me what to do. Give me the plan, and then I can get on with it on my own time and my own, on my own terms. Wouldn't that be, be more comfortable? I think some of us, the control freaks among us specifically, we probably like that. If you could get a whole set of instructions for the year or a set of like directions, like a road map or a, like road, you know, directions to a certain place for the year, you know, down, download them from God in, in January, get the directions for the year, and you say, okay, thanks, Lord. I'm going to get on with it. And it's as if we still want to, we still want to take charge of so much of that. It's, we prefer actually to just get on with it ourselves and not pursue Him as a person for the day-by-day, step-by-step, intimate um, walking together. And uh, so that's one of the big pitfalls. Um, and we see in the life of, of, of Samuel, actually I'm going to get back to that in a moment, uh, but one of the, the other big things that can happen, one of the pitfalls is is that we are so pursuing this call or this purpose that we become paralyzed. So we're so afraid to, to, do, to get it wrong, right? We're so afraid to, to not be in the will of God that we actually just paralyze. We just don't do anything. And, uh, and that's also not great. <laughs> so, um, and I feel... I just sense maybe there's some that can relate to that. You know, you, you want to go to God's will. You, you, you actually have a fear of, of getting it wrong. We have a fear of failing. Fear of failure, fear of rejection if you get it wrong. Um, and I want to really encourage us right off the bat. Look how God calls him three, four times. Actually, four times, eh? So even when we, when we miss it, even when we don't hear, even when we're not listening, he's faithful to call back. I mean, he's faithful to, to give us another chance, um, to give us a chance to respond, to learn, to hear his voice. Now, in terms of that pressure, and I've, actually I experienced that as a young believer, this pressure, um, and it's partly, I suppose, church culture thing. What is God's call in your life? You know, there's this thing in you dread that question in small group because you don't know what, what you're going to say. And, you, and what, is the, what is God's deep will for your life? You know, how, does it, how does it all fit together? And there can be such a pressure on us to actually find our calling. And I want to just trust God this evening to take off that pressure. And you know, if we, if you and I, Pursue him. If we focus on the person that's calling us, if we pursue him as a person, if we pursue an intimate relationship with him, and if we uh, position ourselves like like Samuel had to go back to this place, we position ourselves to serve the purpose of God in the, the season that we are in right now. Our calling will find us. I think that's, that's often a challenge, you know, and I've saw this in my own life when, when I'm so thinking about the big plan for one day, 
that I'm actually missing the purpose of God for today. And I'm so wrestling with God about uh, his calling for me as a husband or a, one day or you know, as a father one day if, you, if that's so far off for you that, that you miss the purpose and the call of God in the, in the place where you are right now. And I believe if we passionately pursue Him in our current season, things will fall in place much easier. We don't have to fear and stress about it. Anyway, let's have a look at a few specific points around this. Now we see um, Samuel hearing a voice calling him, and he thinks it's Eli, because this is who he knows. This is the person he's spending most of his day with. He's working with him most of the time. He's like a father to him. And we tend to, as we're growing in this thing of hearing God's voice, we have to learn to discern. Is this my own thoughts? Who's this? What's this thought that I'm hearing or this voice? That I'm, is it God? Is it me? Is it my own thoughts? What is it? And that's actually one of the key things we're going to be doing on the camp is we're going to look at the whole concept of hearing God's voice. I want to really encourage you, please don't miss out on that. That's an absolute key element of our relationship with Him. So we see God calling him, and he runs to what, what, what is familiar to him. He runs to Eli. And often when we, when we have... When we, when we're in that process of learning, you know, we might get it wrong. We might think it's, we might wrong to the, run to the wrong place. Um, but what, what, is, what is a blessing that we see is, is Eli, ach, Samuel is, is passionate to obey. He, he says yes, and he says, here I am, and he runs to Eli. So there's a passion, there's a zeal, there's a desire to obey, but he runs to the wrong place. But the Lord is faithful, and he calls him again. And praise God, Eli... Although at this point, Eli is, is not in a good space. He's failed the Lord in a big way because he's not raised his, his sons properly and they're just committing incredible abominations there right in the temple. And, and the Lord is actually busy raising up Samuel because he wants to remove Eli um, and his sons. But Eli gets it right here where he actually points Samuel to God. He says, listen, it's God that's calling you. And so important for us to, to surround ourselves with people as we're wrestling through these things, to surround ourselves with people that can pray with us, trust with us, hear God's voice along with us, but especially people that are going to point us back to God. People are going to encourage us to pursue Him more. People that are going to encourage us to get into the Scripture more. There's so much else out there, guys. There's so many other influences. You know, they say at the beginning it says, "And the word of the Lord is rare." I think we can say the same. That the truth is a rare thing now. There's so much else, so many opinions, so many crazy ideas out there. So many things that are twisting the truth and wanting to, you know, get, capture our hearts. It's so important for us to surround ourselves with people that would. Draw us or point us to the word, point us to the truth, point us back to God. Amen? So that's one of the keys there is to surround yourself with the right people. Then we see that 
often when we, when we hear the voice of God and we, we hear specifically around what He has prepared for us, it will be in the context of an existing relationship. Somebody that you can trust, somebody that's maybe in leadership or somebody that's in, that you have a relationship with that can speak into your life. I've experienced that. Yes, there will be times where there's maybe there's a, a prophetic word from somebody that you don't know very well, but most of the time, the people that will be speaking into your life in terms of calling and destiny and the plan of God will probably be people that you have a relationship with, people that you can trust, people that, that, have, that have already almost earned the platform of speaking into your life. Amen? So make sure you, you have those as well in your life. Okay. Let's go on. I want to look at the um, next scripture here. Isaiah 29, uh, verse 13, we see this that I spoke of at the beginning. And these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me. And their fear toward me is taught by the commandment of men. And that's what I was talking about, about the, the place where we are running after something, and the initial thought was good, the initial intention was good, I want to do God's will, but we end up in a place that's very far from God, where our hearts are far from Him. And the, the things that we are doing might seem right, and we're going through the motions in terms of church and stuff, but, but we're running maybe after a career, or even maybe after a relationship, or something that initially we, we were kind of seeking God's will, but now we just kind of running with our own plan. And I and if we look at, when we look again, we find that our hearts are, are far from Him. I know this can be a challenging one, but I really trust this evening for not a, not a, a, a condemning message, but a, one that, that inspires us to pursue Him. One that draws us back to His presence and, and back to a place of engaging with, with the, the God who calls us. Amen. Okay, now we see here this. Uh, when Samuel hears the voice of the Lord, or, and it says there, uh, before, in the beginning it says that the word was rare in that time. There was not a lot of revelation happening, and, we, and partly that was because of what was happening amongst the priests, um, amongst the sons of Eli. But the reality is that it's not that God had stopped speaking. Amen? But the people had stopped listening. If you're in a place where you feel that, that you're not hearing His voice or you're not in that pl close place, you maybe feel a little bit far from Him, I want to challenge us. I'm challenging myself. God has not stopped speaking. Maybe you and I have stopped listening. Maybe we are... We are running to the wrong place. And we need to, like Samuel, go back and listen again and ask and be, and be attentive to what he wants to say. Be attentive to his word. We see a very interesting dynamic here. We see that it says that Samuel did not yet know the Lord. 
He was doing everything. He was around, you know, the temple. He was serving around the temple. He was involved with church, you know. He was serving on a Sunday. But he did not yet have that intimate understanding and relationship with God that he could recognize his voice. I want to challenge us this evening. If you're around church and if you're going through the motions, but you're not attentive to his voice, but this evening the Father is inviting you to come close to him to a place where you would notice even when he whispers, amen, when you notice that still small voice. Knowing him means that we are attentive to even the the difficult things. That we hear the things that are difficult to hear. Um, One of the privileges of a dad is that you you have to (laughs) get to have the difficult conversations. If I really love my children, I'm going to have the difficult conversations with them. No, we don't do things like this. No, this is, this, is not, this is not the way we do things in our family. And sometimes it's going to be more than words, right? It's going to be the fivefold ministry as well. No, but uh, as a father, he if we know Him and we be pursuing Him, we are able to hear the things that are hard to hear, guys. Because we understand that when He speaks, it's always from a place of love. It's always from a place of grace. It's always from a place of forgiveness. It's always from a place where He's already made provision for what lies for ahead. Even if, it, if I have to be corrected, even if, we, if he has to correct or bring us back. It's from a place of love. Amen? That's such a key part of knowing him is noticing and heeding his voice. I read from us from Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5 to 9. It's just at the beginning where Isaiah is having this encounter with God, and, 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 he, and, he has this, and he says in verse 5, And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. He was expecting to die. Right? Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth, and he said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then he said, Then I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go, and say to this people, and he carries on. What a powerful place where he is, having this massive encounter with God, and he realizes how sinful he is. And he's expecting to be obliterated in the presence of God, and and the Lord says, I've made provision for this. And he, and he deals with his sin. And he says, your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. And I feel God is saying the same thing to us this evening. I feel there's some of us here that are struggling to get into his presence because of guilt and because of sin and because of stuff that, that's in our past. And the Father says, no, I've already taken care of those things. I've already atoned. I've paid the price. I've given my son in your place. 
run to me, come close to me. And then when, when, he's, when he's actually, when he's dealt with these things and, and kind of Isaiah is sort of, you know, you know he's, he's realized he's, he's okay with God now, then he says, whom shall I send? I don't think there were many people there. But Isaiah gets the, the tip, right? And he says, yeah, me. So first there's a place of pursuing God with boldness from a place of understanding that he has opened the door. He's already made a way. He's already paid the price for us. And then from that place of intimacy, we can respond to what is on the Father's heart. Isaiah 55, 6, and further says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my, your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. He's inviting us to draw near to Him, to call on His name. He's inviting us to, to seek Him. He's inviting us into His presence. He says, guys, you, you, He's saying, listen, you, you can't do this on your own. You can't rely on your own thoughts. You can't rely on your own plans. You can't rely on your, um, even your idea of the will of God. He says, my ways are higher than your ways. Come, you know, come into my presence. Seek the Lord while he may be found. And in Jeremiah 33, this is God's phone number. Did you know that? 333, Jeremiah 33, verse 3. He says, call to me, <coughs> call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Don't you love this invitation? He's inviting us to call on His name. He's inviting us into His presence. Call to me. And, he, and he's, He'll never get a voice, voice message. Never be a... You know the, those calls where you realize the person was about to answer and then they just killed it. Not going to talk to you right now. <laughs> That's not going to happen. He says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Is a promise there. Is an invitation and a promise that you pursue Him, you pursue the Lord before you pursue the calling. Amen. So our first and primary call, our first and primary purpose is to pursue God in an intimate relationship. He calls us to himself first. And we see this a bunch of times in Scripture. We see the, the Lord calling us to himself before there's an impartation of a call or a, a sending out. And I want to read to us from, um, actually, firstly, Psalm 84. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God and dwell in the tents of wickedness. That place of intimacy in His presence is better than anything else. And I actually like that word that uh, I think it really ties in with what, what Gareth was saying, sharing earlier that how often do we come to a place of really struggling because we're wrestling with running after something and the we're doing it on our own. We're not doing it by the Holy Spirit. We're not running with God. We're not doing it in, in communion with Him. We're kind of out there on our own strength. 
but he's inviting us to himself. Luke chapter 10, verse 1, it says, After these things the Lord appointed 70 others also, this is Jesus, and he sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest and send out laborers into his harvest. I love this way where he's, he's sending out the, the guys, the disciples, into the, into amongst the people. But it says he sends them before his face. It's such a picture of intimacy. Where he looks, in, looks us in the eye. There's an intimacy. There's a relationship. And then he says, go. And he doesn't send them on this far-off mission. He, go, he sends them where he is about to go. And the, the powerful thing about us pursuing him as a person, pursuing God first, is that when it does come to the call, when it does come to the sending bit, when it does come to a place where he says, this is what I want you to do, or this is what I have for you, prepared for you right now, it's not a sending us far off, it is right there with him. He doesn't send us out from his presence, he, his presence is with us. Amen. If you look at the picture of Jesus saying, come and yoke with me, it's such an intimate place. It's right there next to him, shoulder to shoulder. He calls us co-workers. He invites us to a place of partnership. It's a place of intimacy. And, and from that place of intimacy, we, we see his kingdom come. He says, come and yoke with me. Come and I'm sending you where I am about to go. I'm sending you and we are in this together. I will never leave you in a forsake. There's an intimacy there. It's not a, here's the map, here's the instructions, good luck. It's very much a step by step. This has happened to me once or twice in a very practical way where I didn't know where to go. I remember the first time years ago, after, uh, yes, after I left the Air Force, uh, I was working for a church at one point and I was, running the transport company for the church. And uh, we, I was driving a bus full of people from, from East London down to Stellenbosch. And uh, we, would, we had some issues with the bus, with the sprinter. And, uh, and it was a Sunday morning. I don't know about you, if you know this, but uh, Sunday morning is the worst time to try and find a part for a car. All right? So we were traveling through, East, uh, through um, Port Elizabeth, and I didn't know that place at all. I didn't know Port Elizabeth at all. And I said, Lord, I'm gonna, I've got a few minutes. Everybody in the bus is sleeping. <laughs> I need to fix this thing. And I, I remember trying, I phoned everybody I knew, and I couldn't get off anybody. Everybody was in church, you know, that's, that's rough. But, um, and uh, I remember praying, and the Holy Spirit directed me turn for turn in this city that I didn't know. Go left, go right, go left, go right. And I ended up, and then the, the direction stopped. So I said, okay, this, this is me. I just pulled off the side of the road. And then I did get hold of somebody, and it turns out the place where I needed to be was just there, around the corner. And there was a place that had these, there was, I needed a belt, right? It was a special after, uh, special, uh, not a factory fitted belt. It was a specific belt for the aircon. And uh, I went to the place which was open, which is a miracle in itself. And I said to the guys, guys, I need this belt for my, 
for my sprinter, and they said, no, there's no chance, this thing, it, it's a spe specified thing, it's not something you can, we have in stock, we have to order, it's going to take a long time. You know, I said, no ways, this is not going to work. <laughs> so I'm praying, praying, and then the Lord shows me this, this heap of rubbish in the corner. Literally, you could see people have cleaned up a lot of stuff, and it was a heap of parts and rubbish and stuff, and in amongst that heap of stuff, there was a belt. And, then, and, I, and the Lord told me, it's that one. So I took it there out of the rubbish, and I said, this one. <laughs> In any case, long story, but the guys thought I was completely crazy. It, it ended up being quite a new one because they had to take it off another sprinter that they had worked on, and it was exactly, perfectly the right part. So sometimes it happens practically, right? But I believe it, that there's a place where the Lord wants to be absolutely intimately involved with our day-to-day -day walk with Him. Where He's inviting us to a place, inviting us to this adventure with Him. Saying, come, let's yoke together. Come, let's, let's run this race together. Let's, let's see this kingdom come together. Let's, I've got wonderful things in store. But it's not about your plan. It's not about your calling. It's about my kingdom. It's not about our part in it. It's about His glory. Amen. It's about His name being exalted and lifted up. And I believe that there's an invitation for us this evening to not run after the call or the purpose or the plan, but to run after Him and to pursue Him. Let's stand this evening. We're going to pray together. We see here with Samuel that he has to go back to his place. Eli sends him back. He says, go back there where you heard. And I believe that's maybe for some people here this evening. A sense that you haven't heard the voice of God or hadn't had a conviction of his will in a while. And it's as if God is saying, come back to that place of intimacy. Come back to that place of closeness. I want to go back to that place where you heard my voice. And then make yourself available. We see Isaiah saying, here I am, Lord, send me. We see Samuel saying, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. I believe that the Lord is inviting us this evening to come to that place of intimacy, saying to make time for it, to to schedule time if we have to in our busy schedule, to, to set time apart, to say, Lord, here I am. Speak, Lord. I'm listening. I'm not here only with my shopping list. I'm not only here with my long list of stuff that I want from you, but I'm here to listen. I want my desires to hear your word, my desires to, to discern your will. My desires not only for your call and for your destiny and for your gifts and your blessings, but my desire is for you, Lord. So I stand here. So I'm, I'm believing God is calling us this evening to position ourselves at, in that place. There's a few specific People I felt that God is laying on my heart. 
I felt that there are some here that are in the process of making big decisions, wrestling through choices, wrestling through things that will have a massive impact on your life. <clears throat> Maybe a job or a relationship or moving towns. Or, and I really believe that God is one who take that pressure off. And I really believe he's, he's wanting to invite you to come close to him, to hear his voice. I believe there's some here this evening that, <clears throat> that feel unqualified for his, for his purpose. Some that even maybe, I feel there's some that feel disqualified, that because of stuff that has happened, maybe because of stuff that you've done, maybe sin or a cycle in your life, you feel that you've, the enemy's convinced you that you've disqualified yourself for the call of God and that he's not going to call again. I believe God is saying this evening that by the blood of Jesus, he qualifies us for his call. He qualifies us and he will call again. It's not your CV, it's not your performance, it's not our ability to live holy lives, it's not our ability to perform up to a certain standard, but it's the blood of Jesus that qualifies us for what He has prepared for us. Amen. To come close to Him. It qualifies us and it opens the door for us to come into His presence. To draw near to Him. And then specifically, I feel that those that are wrestling about this call and this purpose thing that God wants to take that pressure off and say, embrace the season that you're in right now. Don't miss what God has prepared for you today and this season right now. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah, Lord. You're, you're so good to us. Thank you that you called Samuel even when he didn't know your voice, Lord. Even when he, your word was not revealed to him yet, Lord. You called him. I thank you, Lord, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were, word says, while we were still enemies with you, Lord, you sent your Son in our place. While you had every reason, Lord, to execute us, you Instead, you paid the highest price so that we can be free, so that we can be whole, so that we can be free from sin and death, that we can be free from guilt and shame. We are in awe, Lord, of your love and your grace that abounds. And this evening, as every eye is closed, if, if you find yourself in that place and you know that you are far from God, you know that you do not have a relationship with Him right now. Maybe you had in the past. Maybe you started off with passion and zeal, running after Him and pursuing Him and pursuing a relationship with Him. But right now you know you are far from Him. I believe the Father is inviting you to come back. Maybe there's some of you here that have, have maybe been around church or this, even could, this could be your first time. 
and you know you don't have a relationship with the Father, you know you've checked out this Christianity thing from a distance, but I believe this evening the Father is inviting you to come home. He's inviting you, saying, my son, my daughter, I am inviting you to come to me. inviting you to lay down your life, to take up your cross, to follow Him. But He's inviting you to receive the gift of salvation, that He has paid the price for your sin, that He has paid for you and I to have an eternal life, an eternal relationship with Him. If that's you this evening, whether you want to come back to the Father, or whether tonight you want to choose to follow Him for the first time as your Lord and Savior, or every eye is closed. Won't you raise your hand just for a moment? I'd love to pray with you this evening. Is there anybody like that? Is every eye is closed? I'd love to pray with you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you that you see every heart, Lord. Thank you that you know where every person is at. Those that are feeling disqualified, those that are feeling having this complete paralysis, this fear of, of failure, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bind all fear in Jesus' name. I thank you right now, Lord, that you take off the yoke of bondage off every shoulder in Jesus' name, the yoke of fear in the name of Jesus, the yoke of, of that that fear of failure, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for a grace to boldly run to you this evening, to boldly approach the throne of grace. Thank you that you see every heart that feels, that feels far from you this evening. And I thank you that you invite us to come close again. In Jesus' name. going to take some time to pray. I want to encourage you, if you're specifically wrestling with big decisions, I want to encourage you to come forward and I believe God wants to direct your steps. If you're in that place of, of feeling disqualified or unqualified or if the enemies convince you that you, you're not worthy of His calling or not worthy of going to God, and I really believe there's grace for you to reconnect with Him this evening. And then specifically, if you feel that your heart is far from Him this evening, I believe the Father wants to embrace you. He wants to heal and restore and draw you close again. So I want to encourage you, please don't go and let, until somebody's prayed with you. We're going to spend a bit of time worshiping, but I want to encourage you to come to the front. And even if you have any other prayer need, I know God has made a way for you. No, he has prepared a way. So please don't go unless somebody's prayed for you. If you don't want to come to the front, then maybe ask somebody next to you to pray for you. I, I couldn't see a lot. So if you raise your hand earlier and I didn't see, please come to the front. I'd love to pray with you. Amen. I'm going to close the service now. But if you need prayer, please come to the front. Father, we bless your name. We thank you for this word. I bless every person in this place, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for a a hunger and a thirst for you. I thank you, Lord, for a, a passion 
to follow you, a passion to pursue you, Lord, a passion for your word, a hunger for your truth, God. In Jesus' name. As we go from this place, thank you that you go with us. Thank you that you go before us. Thank you that you've prepared the way for us. And thank you that your kingdom is coming in and through our lives for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much. And I want to encourage you, if you visiting, please fill in those cards and hand them in the foyer. Have some refreshments in the foyer with us. But if you need prayer, please come to the front. We'd love to pray with you. Thanks so much. God bless. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.